0: Five
1: Into the world of cyberpunk. I hello everyone. I am your uh, host, Cyber Smiley, and this is uh, Tales from the Forlorn Dopes with my co-host.
0: I am Wisdom Greetings Programs. It is good to be here today. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> kinda, yeah. My brain's kind of off this morning, yeah. this afternoon, this evening.
1: My brain's a little off too. Work has been kind of hectic, but it is what it is. Um, uh, discon- what will? said OBS disconnected Uh-oh. and reconnecting. We'll see what happens. I hope that was just a fluke. Yep, there we go. Uh, if- oh, they're playing an ad, anyways. Yeah, that's because. Reconnection successful. So we should be broadcasting again. That was a weird little hiccup. It's been a while since that's happened. Uh wow, s- So, hopefully, we're back. Yeah. There's there's ads and all that fun stuff. All right, so. Can people hear us? Uh, from my end, yes, they should be able to hear us. Anyways. Let's... Uh, to make sure because Rob Tables said ads, so, anyways,
0: okay, you got a guess, right?
1: So, thank you, Bubbles. So, the world of cyberpunk, I think the biggest thing that hit is uh, all the buzz around Phantom Liberty. Um, we're getting more, well, yeah. more details, so uh,
0: there wasn't the big presentation <laughs> everybody expected, but there was no. a conference
1: call, yes there was a conference call, a new trailer dropped, um, uh, videos with uh, talking to the developers. So all that is fun stuff. There was also people who were at what is it? I forget it was game days or play days. anyways, some some of the player or some of the youtubers or the uh, the what are they called the movers and shakers. The, uh, the the influencers. Influence, the... yes, the influencers were able to get their grubby little hands on playing the latest uh, Phantom Liberty. However, yeah, it was all I'm on console, yeah. so those who play on PC How were not happy. <laughs> but yeah, so Phantom Liberty, big changes. Um, I think the biggest changes. Uh, the requirements now for it. Um, I was looking at the specs and I was like, "Oh boy, my state-of-the-art machine from three years ago is now now a little bit behind the times." Um, I don't even think I can get yeah. to high graphics with my machine, and it's pretty beefy too. So that's kind of as cool.
0: a uh, as a next-gen console player uh what concerns me the most is uh i i know that they were specifically talking about xbox limiting their saves uh as a playstation player i don't know if it's going to affect us or not um but that's got me a little concerned
1: but i thought they that that fix happened with the latest patch maybe i'm wrong I I, I could not tell you.
0: You could be. Yeah. Um, but there are some really interesting changes coming along as well. It's not all. It's not all bad news. It's in fact, it's mostly great. Uh, it's it's turning into a skill based game. I guess where levels just aren't just apply to skills now. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to be implemented in the game, what that's actually going to look like, but
1: well, it seen... sounds like they're moving
0: a little bit closer to the source material.
1: Yeah. I, um, so there's a, a YouTuber I follow called Juicehead. Um, he just put out a, a recent video where he kind of broke down some of the major changes that were happening. Uh, so the, basically the skills are turning into skill trees, which means you have to take a certain skill before you can take the next one. So it's like an advancement type of thing. Kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, World of Warcraft skill tree, which I'm sure World of Warcraft mm. was influenced by another game on, on how to create skill trees. But it seems like it's not just, yeah, like you said, based on level and you can get this. It's pre kind of like with um, the engineering in which you had to Take the crafting skill of the previous one, in order to get the next level to it. Work your way up. Yep. Also, they have the new stat, <laughs> which is the relic stat. Um, from what I understood. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Here it's actually being improved. something going in that spot that's just kind of bugged us all from the beginning. Yeah, and supposedly you're going to be getting it through um, missions in a territory. So it was kind of vague on what exactly it's going to be like. But from my understanding is how you get skill points in that is through running various missions within a section and I guess Dogtown is where I think they're going to be implementing it first.
0: One would assume. Yeah. Uh we also from what I hear uh, armor will now be tied solely to cybernetics. It's not a it's not a clothing set anymore. Um, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, I haven't seen that, but I mean I could be wrong too, so.
0: And they're also going to put a limit on the cybernetics you can have. Yes. Which, uh, i don't know how i feel about that one either well from um... what i
1: understand it's not necessarily going to be a hard limit it's going to be kind of a a soft limit in which the Mm -hmm. more cyberware you have the the there's going to be negative negative effects from it specifically what i heard was it's going to reduce your overall uh health stat which Mm. as long as you have you know your inhaler with you 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 shouldn't be shouldn't be too bad (laughs)
0: yeah uh like they're implementing uh, uh from what it sounds like they're implementing a form of cyberpsychosis. um i don't know it may just be you know health detriments like you said yep uh but i it it does sound interesting um, we know that there's going to be a new ending that is influenced by the events of phantom liberty so there you may be able to get cured in fact it them introducing a relic stat kind of points in that general direction for me uh like don't i wouldn't necessarily lay money on it but i am hopeful uh as much as i love the as, as much as i love all the endings in particular the nomad ending uh they are all kind of a downer, and it'd be nice to uh, have a little bit of hope in the bleak, desolate future of Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, but I don't think a little bit
1: I don't think there's going to be hope. I think it's the the new ending is you go join uh, the U.S. or the NUS, uh, and you become an operative for them, and they'll help save your life. <laughs> At least that's how I would do yeah, the ending.
0: I mean, living is a little bit of hope, even if you become a corporate slave. I don't
1: know.
0: Yeah. Uh, government stooge, something. Um, I was really hoping we'd get to do the raid on Crystal Palace. Man, when I saw that, at that ending when you're floating towards it, like, man, I want to play that adventure. Yeah. Well, uh, that's. But my... that, would, that would be another giant update in and of itself
1: almost definitely how big it is i mean when you because when i was doing research with deep <clears> space <throat> and just understanding exactly how big some of those space colonies are the space stations i just was like wow yeah,
0: huge <laughs> the crystal palace is the biggest and brightest of them
1: yeah uh. Um, yeah, so the other thing is they're introducing, and, and again, I haven't heard exactly how they're introducing or, or what it's going to feel like, but some people say it's going to be similar to the PC mod, which you can fire from your cars, right? So you can shoot yeah, people from your Yeah, that's a welcome car. addition. Um, I saw one clip mm-hmm. of uh, V riding on a motorcycle with a katana. And being able to slash and hack people.
0: I'm excited about, you know, the changes to the police. Like, starts out fairly ubiquitous. You just get some cops called on you. But as your notoriety gets higher and higher, like c Squad gets called on you. And, well, that's not fun. Well, I mean, it is fun, but it's your character wouldn't think it's fun. Um. Like police are gonna chase after you in cars now?
1: Like awesome. Yep. Also, they've been like, this um, game needs. They've been hyping up the whole spy craft aspect of it, uh, and, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Because it was also mentioned how the new NPCs that are brought into the game that you there's you don't want to piss them off. Um, because our loyalties might change depending upon your actions. So
0: yeah, I like the idea of like a faction system going on in the game with the different different gangs and fixers and, and whatnot.
1: And they also said that the weapons are supposed to be a little more deadlier, which I think towards end game that will make it more of a challenge, but in the beginning, uh, I remember, you know, starting out with, with the first-level characters, how quick you would get killed if you met the wrong... the wrong gonk on the street.
0: I say it's the truth. Uh, at the beginning, you are very much a, a man of tissue. So. Um, but, I mean, it's... It, it, I imagine that's all going to tie in with the with the new leveling system and all that so maybe that'll be a little bit more bearable at the beginning for people and not quite so easy at the end. Because uh, if you roll up on on any of those endings at full level with max out gear kind of just wipe the floor with everything which don't get me wrong, I am actually I actually enjoy that. I. Uh, For me it's cathartic to just be able to mow through people and uh, be a super badass. I understand other people are looking for a challenge and so this will appeal to them. i I'm good either way to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, just excited about change.
1: I hope I also hope they fix the economy a little. Uh, because, you know, the, the, of course there was glitches and, and, you know, hacks that you could do to, to increase your wealth but really just a a better way to make money quickly because game as written, um, if you don't do those various hacks, especially if you're not, uh, or or branch into the tech and do crafting, there's little chance you're going to get a a great amount of wealth anytime quickly. So I hope they... they
0: Yeah, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's a single player game. Them removing the money glitches made no sense to me whatsoever. If you don't if you're the kind of guy who doesn't want to do the glitches, don't do the glitches. Yep. But in a single player game, you're not affecting anybody else. Leave those glitches alone. Let me make as much money as I freaking want so I don't have to spend my time like dredging in the freaking gutters for every last eddy just to buy you know, a a, a T-shirt. Yep. Um, that shit bugs me. Like I now it's it's better now with the transmog system where you just you find the clothing you like and you make an outfit and it doesn't matter what you wear. But then again, that's all going to change because clothing isn't going to do armor anymore. Uh, so it, it it's going to be a massive upheaval. Um. I'm confident that with as much time as they've spent on it uh, and, as, and and the lessons they learned from the initial launch, that it's going to be pretty freaking amazing. Even uh, even if I'm not too enthusiastic about some of the changes they've announced, I'm, assume, I, I'm hoping that when the, we actually have the product in our hands, that my fears are unfounded and it just becomes an amazing experience.
1: Again. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be an amazing experience. Because you, you know, yeah, you, uh, there's
0: really no doubt in my mind about that. It's just having to relearn everything, which is fine. Right? It's um,
1: a new experience, right? And it's making Cyberpunk even better. The one... I'm
0: really hoping that with a new level system, that means that they're getting a, rid of the whole level-based gear stuff. Because I, you know me, I hate that
1: mechanic. I just that's in all gaming mechanics, so... I mean, now that... If if you're correct and clothing is no longer representing armor, then there's really no reason why you would have a level I mean, cap. I we'll
0: still give you stats to other stuff. Uh, true. But, yeah. Um, and I'm assuming, you know, quality of the gear means higher stats, but yeah, I I very much hate level-based gear. I always have, I always will. It just doesn't make sense to me.
1: There's one other thing that I... These two
0: exactly identical guns, but one is only a fourth level gun. There's nothing... Like for a game that touts immersion so well, like that's the most video gamey, like pull me out of any kind of immersion thing in the game. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. The other thing that uh, was interesting, and, and I haven't seen a lot more details on it, is how some vehicles are being modified. That there's gonna be uh, vehicles with guns in them and other devices, so. Yeah. it be interesting. Like if
0: your car has weapons, you'll be able to use them.
1: Right, so is it, are they going to start Having a, another aspect of the game in which you can modify your vehicles to add weapons and pimp it out with like they you know, other things on it.
0: They haven't what? said anything about it, but the ability to modify your vehicles has been has been a, 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 on everybody's wish list from like day one. But,
1: Even if it's just as simple as changing the colors yeah, so um I, I would tell you that if if you were on a if you were a PC player, I would tell you, oh, there's a mod for it. You, you shut up with your PCs. Like, you can configure the the, <laughs> the, the stability, the speed, the, the acceleration, oh. colors. You can change the colors. You can change the frame. Yeah.
0: Apparently, you won't be buying vehicles anymore. You'll be going on missions to obtain them. And that sounds kind of fun. Uh. I kind of wish they just added new vehicles and let you go obtain them. I don't know what they're going to do about vehicles that are already in your garage on your saves. That's really the scary point is what, what's going to happen to your existing character when phantom Liberty rolls out. Um, I know some people are worried that, you know, you're going to lose stuff and, or stuff will get reset. Uh, we don't know if that's the case with any of it. Um, But yeah, that is a concern.
1: Well, I think there is, right? Because the skills are getting changed, so you just have to respec your skills. Um, Yeah, I imagine you'll have to respec your skills,
0: your cybernetics, uh, all that. Um, I'm assuming and hoping that outfits will remain, but but your clothing, its stats are all going to change. Like, your guns are apparently going to be modified somehow uh yeah we just don't know how far they're going to take that and that's what we're all waiting to find out uh that plus you know the beauty of the gameplay itself the new stories the new new missions new characters every time i see idris elba i i get goosebumps the dude's badass
1: well i mean it's similar to i forget which patch it was 1. 1.5 1. 1.6 uh in which they redid all the clothing in the in the slots right for it yeah um so oh also there's going to be a, a new radio station with uh, the dj sasha gray oh is that awesome. who won the contest I well, know.
0: I know they had that big music yeah, contest. So, where was yeah, so, submitting so their
1: song. The music is going to be on that station. But Sasha Grey is uh, an adult film film star, s- retired now. She's like a, a streamer. Ah, um, wow, joy. And she does video games, so she's actually doing the voice for the new DJ.
0: I guess you got to have somebody do it. Um, yeah. I don't really have an opinion on that one way or the other.
1: Yeah. Uh, what else? So I also understand that the footprint of the new district is not going to be that big, but it's going to be more interior, right? In in buildings and and delving yeah, into yeah, I mean, into it takes that
0: huge arena thing going on in Pacifica.
1: Well, it looks like half of it's there, half of it's outside of there. Yeah, so I don't know what else, what other enhancements they're doing.
0: I still keep hoping they'll give us a little bit more vertical options. Like, I know they're not going to give us the ability to just fly an AV wherever we want. Yeah. Something to help us climb to higher places and look down across the city. I'd like that. I'm also hoping for flashlights, damn it. Why do we not have flashlights? It's 2077. They might. Some of the s- environments s-
1: is ridiculously dark. So what I understand, there's going to be new cyberware. And one thing that was mentioned mm-hmm. was new, like, uh, optics. Ooh, see? There you go. So. Just twist my nipple. It's it's possible that you're going to have night vision as an option.
0: Hooray! That would be awesome.
1: Because,
0: uh, I don't know, there's so many details in those dark spaces that you just completely miss because there's no way to illuminate. Except, like, a, yeah, unless you start firing your gun, I guess, and then you get flashes of what might be
1: yep and and even in you know if they're basing it off of Cyberpunk 2020 you, you had low light you had thermal you had you know enhanced vision IR uh, yeah. all the good stuff so I don't understand uh, why plus you had flashlights
0: like gun attachments there are, there are gun attachments that are already there just add flashlights to them yeah. wouldn't that be awesome
1: that it would uh, I don't know if there's anything else, but other than the date, right? So it's coming in at late September. Uh, they put a hard date yeah, on it, I, which is nice. The 23rd, I believe. Yeah, which means you're probably going to get patch 1.7 at the beginning of September. That's what a lot of people are saying, uh, mainly because I, get, I didn't know this, but there's some legal reason you have to notify people if you're going to upgrade your specs for a computer game? I did not know that. Maybe it's certain countries. (laughs) Or they just don't Um, want to get more death threats from, uh, you know, video gamers. I, I know on PlayStation,
0: there are all sorts of legalities as to when... You can actually, you can drop an actual update or expansion or any of that. Um, And they really only ever happen on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now you'll get soft patches, like just like, uh, you know, bug fixes every now and then. Mm -hmm. Like uh, GTA just had one today that it was just a soft patch that took care of a, some of the issues that game has been having since it updated uh, last week. Um, But actual, like, real, real updates, like, those only ever happen on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Interesting. And I know it's the same for Xbox, I I would assume, just for convenience sake, that they do the same thing on, on the PC uh, I know they do it for the games that I play, but
1: yeah, I, I was hoping for yeah, 1.7 to be sooner than later. But everyone's speculating that it's going to be later, mainly because yeah,
0: when we got when we got the update the other day, I was really excited to see it, and then I realized that wait, isn't it supposed yeah. to be 1.7? Yeah. What is this shit?
1: Yeah, just little minor bug fixes on various scenarios. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have appreciated a little more than that, especially when they're starting to hype up the game a lot. And and even you know last year, they were talking about how you're going to see a hell of a lot more in the beginning of 2023. And 2023 beginning was not too much of a, a whiz bang. Other than this is coming. No.
0: Well, I'm. I'm at this point. I I have learned my lesson, and patience is a virtue with uh with and this you, franchise. I, I'm okay with that. Everything. Everything yeah. with Cyberpunk is always going to be a little bit late. That's just the way it is. It's it's that way with the tabletop game. It's that way with the computer game. Um. It's that way with up with any kind of like updates on. You know, any other media that's coming out, it's okay. Just just wait. Let it be perfected. Don't rush them anymore.
1: Yep. So, I think we've beaten that horse dead. Uh, moving on. Um, so, I am going to be running some uh, games at Gen Con for Altarsorian. They have been gracious, that's o- awesome. gracious enough to allow me to... Uh, abuse and mistreat players of the game um hopefully uh people will uh, appreciate my old school style of heavy-handedness and uh screwing with the players um <laughs> but so i am going to be running two adventures that have already been published and a few adventures that have yet to be published and Ooh, you get that. You Yeah. Get that up front look. Yes. So this is part of their Edge Runner uh, expansion. Uh, so I have a feeling that they're going to be doing some playtesting at Gen Con. Uh, specifically, I will. I, me, and several other GMs at at Gen Con will be running some adventures associated with it. Um, and so the two adventures, or the two published adventures, are basically uh, out of the, the data pack. I have two hours to do a game, and it is very man. interesting on how quick things have See, to that's... move.
0: Con games blow my mind, because you can run a game in two hours, man. At a game I run, it takes that long just to get the players to get off the couch. Yeah. Or the characters, I should say. Like, there's man, I don't know how that even works. Yes. But uh, the GMs like you who can do that stuff, (laughs) nothing but respect.
1: Well, as long as you have pre-made characters, you hand them out, and you really and and I specifically ran my first cyberpunk red game uh, with my 2020 group. So gave them some pre-gens. Uh, they actually they rolled up the uh, cyberpunk red characters, specifically uh, the was it the street rat version. So that way it was nice and quick. Just so they nice. got exposure on red as a system versus uh, twenty twenty. So one of the ones that I ran was basically called Hilaria. Uh, It's part of the data pack in which the bozos uh, have a night of hilarity. So it's Hilaria 2045, which is the bozos go rampaging, and uh, someone who owns a street block hires the the players to help defend it. And it's funny because I didn't realize, oh, well. I read it, and and it's similar to to the adventures from the main book of 2020, right? You have a a screen sheet and then one page of details of the adventure. So there's a lot of improv and a lot of uh, GM taking. Uh, It stopped again. I got disconnected. Uh Uh-oh. Reconnected. For an ad. We got disconnected again for an ad. I don't know if it's an ad. I think because we get so this... Star connection. Wars Outlaws, I'm watching that. Well, I got Paramount plus Star Trek, so... I, I don't think it's necessarily uh, the ad that's causing it. I think it's the system... I don't goes, know what Star Wars Outlaws is, but it looks badass. Yeah. I still can't what wait what for Ahsoka.
0: Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely waiting with uh, on pins and needles
1: for Ahsoka. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with my OBS tonight, but it seems to be dropping once in a while. I don't have too. I don't have anything. Let me see if I can shut down some other system things that are running in the background on my machine. What is that? Uh, Discord, I need that. And exits. All right, so I shut down a bunch of things that could possibly be sucking up my bandwidth. I have to have your, this. Sorry, content. guys. We are. Yeah. Technical issues.
0: Yeah. Technical um, issues.
1: Um, yeah, so running red. Um, so I had my players uh, roll up characters real quick. Uh, hilarity, Hilaria 2045. I actually was in this particular scenario. Uh, I'll bet uh, a little different. Um, it was at Total Con, and it was uh, uh, James Parker who ran it. And no, oh, nice. Basically, it's a faction of the bozos that's even more disturbing than the bozos um if you get data yeah,
0: pack- crazy only ever gets more crazy
1: yeah so
0: like they're yeah. none of those guys are seeing therapists they're not on prozac they're they're embracing the crazy
1: i i won't get too much into it but um because i don't want to do too many spoilers but it's a fun fun game um my players and it it was good scenario because scenarios that have uh, a bit of combat usually suck up a lot of time. However, I wasn't able to do all the events in this particular scenario, uh, which is fine. I, I got, we got to, you know, the main points and that, and that's the one thing, especially if you're doing a two hour game, you kind of have to push (laughs) and do quick, uh, Quick resolutions of various things and then of course I have you know players who are trying to roleplay a little too much or the other player I have who is very tactical in his thing in his uh, uh, playing of a game so those type of players is it's good to have exposure to those players because it, it shows yeah. me whoever I, at the table I have to deal with to kind of push them along and make sure that they don't go off on a, on a hiatus. Um, yeah, and it was good to have the feedback from my players because they were very honest on like, how I should approach it, what I should do, what went wrong um, with the game, Right, I even kept it at two hours, so I added a, a countdown there <clears throat> and just pushing it along. So uh, I'm going to be doing it again at our next session, which is next week. Uh, so I am doing, what's that thing called? Diva diva Deliria? Just trying to, uh,
0: guys, can, can you hear us okay? The didn't see anything new posted in the chat for a minute. So.
1: Yeah, they haven't been posted in a little while. According to my system, everything's working right. So. Okay. No, we can just hope for the best then. I'm going to hope for the best. That's the cyberpunk way. If people don't like it, oh well. Um, The other venture (laughs) I'm going to be running is uh, the Digital Divas Burn Burn It Down. Uh, That one is a little less combat heavy. Uh, So it's going to be interesting what i can do to put a spin on it to bring it to a level in which i can do two hours because i think that that particular one is a little uh is a lot more vague uh, on the plot and how to how to structure it so i'm gonna put my little spin on it and see what happens uh, and that, again, I'll give a report to all y'all how that went. Uh, but overall, I think running red is, is pretty easy uh, compared to 2020. Less dice roll, uh, less things to worry about. Uh, you, you, know, you can still put in the atmosphere into it. You can still do a good campaign, right? Because the mechanics mechanics are always secondary for me. Versus, you know, the story, the plot, and, and what the players are doing. So uh, my so that was kind of the first time the majority of my players played Red. Uh, I think from an X or a Cyberpunk 2020 player view, um, they weren't overly <laughs> excited about the game. Um there there was some key points they they kind of didn't like especially like with cover and uh some other attributes they they understood how the system goes a little quicker right less dice rolling um they love the the special abilities which you know i think both of us agree was one of the the stellar stars of the game So they were like, hey, you know, what we should do is backfill uh, 2020 with the special abilities and put those in there. So we'll see what happens. Um, Still running my deep space campaign of uh, the revolution on O'Neill 2. And that is, I think that's been going on for a year. And they're not even close to uh starting the revolution they're getting they're getting there but they're causing more trouble than (laughs) than harm for the the high rider society (laughs) so right now i think uh esa is winning out yeah so Uh, it's uh it's
0: it's it's cool that you're getting some uh red experience under your belt uh you know a little bit Broadening your uh, understanding of it and all that in, in preparation for Gen Con. And it's very cool that uh, that this channel will, be, will have some representation there. You were telling me about some stickers you made.
1: And yeah. I'm,
0: I can't wait to see them.
1: Yeah, so if you see me, I got uh, some Forlorn Dope stickers as well as uh, Cyber Smiley stickers to hand out. That's cool. Yeah, so... That's about it. Um, anything else Cyberpunk related that's happened in the past week or two?
0: Officially, um, they released another Danger Gals preview. Yeah. Uh, um, at the end of last month, that that was cool. Um, I gotta say, I'm pretty excited about the Danger Gals sourcebook. Of, of all the supplemental material they've released, other than the net running deck, this seems to be the most uh, broad-ended, as in you can use this for just whatever. You can use it for 2020. You can use it for 2045. If you're going to be running a 2077 game, it'll be relevant. I'm very excited about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it looks, it looks well-made, and the roster of the writers is top-notch. I mean, even to the point where they got, um, Dave Ackerman.
0: Yeah. Involved. It's good to see him still busy. Um, I, I just, anything for these, for the original, anything, any kind of love that the original guys get, I'm all for.
1: I yep.
0: They are the reason that we have dedicated so much of our time these past 30 years to, to this game. Uh, they're the heart and soul of it, and it's great to see them still getting any of them still still getting to influence what's coming out
1: most definitely um, and I know we've talked to a lot of the old school guys, and you know they moved on to other things, bigger and better things um, but it's always nice to see that you know there's still some some of the old guards still involved, uh, yeah. Oh, the other thing is around Cyberpunk is, uh, from what I understand, Combat Zone uh, shipment is has just gone through the Panama Canal and is heading to the East Coast. So, they said that it should In be ar- arriving soon. Um Which means as soon as it hits the shores, it's going to go into the warehouses and it's going to be shipping out soon. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Oh, that's another thing that I have yet to do is actually, uh, because I know they put out the rules already for the game. I just haven't been able to play that particular game. So it's the miniature game, not the board game.
0: Yeah. Uh I mean miniature skirmish battles they kinda require other people to really enjoy. Uh same as with board games. I I I, I even I don't have the room for it, so
1: Well uh, you all you really need is uh was a three by three table, so kitchen table.
0: I don't have a I don't have oh. a <laughs> three by three table. I don't have a I don't have a kitchen dining area. There's it,
1: it's a tiny part. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's a kitchenette. Kitchenette, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I'm very excited. Um, it was the first Kickstarter I ever, I ever took part in. Uh, really the only Kickstarter I've ever taken part in. Um, I missed my chance on the board game, sadly. But... I'm I'm very excited to see how it turns out.
1: Yeah. I mean the miniatures. I got a
0: friend who's kick started like a hundred things
1: and he's just got yeah.
0: boxes upon boxes of rooms full of fucking board games that he's kick started. I kick-started. have um, no
1: idea how some people do that. I'm like
0: He's 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 got a large <laughs> amount of disposable income. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh Every time I see him he shows me some new like deluxe box set of like toys with all the extras that he's gotten. Uh it's always amazing. He got um Oh I something from Troll Lord Games before they went all crazy. Uh Roppin the
1: hmm.
0: Uh no, that's not it. He did get to wrap another thing, which was amazing. Um, but no, they it, whatever it was, it came with this giant cloth, like subway poster-sized map. We, it takes up the entire wall. It's it's amazing.
1: Cool. Yeah, I, I know I a few off. people who uh, do a lot of kickstarters, and just man. <laughs> You know?
0: I, I, I could never. I, I I after with the with the weight of Cyberpunk, uh, Red's Combat Zone.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I don't. I, I would lose track of what I ordered. So every uh, I guess every week it's a surprise for them. Like, Ooh, Christmas! Yeah, true. I forgot I did this two years ago.
1: Yeah, that that's the other thing with Kickstarter is it, it just the weight. Um. However, you know. Rob's uh, Cyberpunk Uncensored Kickstarter. I was amazed that he was able to deliver that quickly. Um, Yeah, it it went really quick. So, that was one good thing (laughs) about his uh, Kickstarter. And the miniatures. Yeah, it was just like a couple of months. I still got to paint those miniatures. I got so many, a pile of gray I need to bust through. (laughs) Just... So they were time. cool. I wish I could
0: have afforded them, but man, they look cool.
1: Yeah. Um, right, so uh, this episode we're going to be talking about the uh, rough guide to the UK uh, in our series. Oh, wait. Of reviews. Uh,
0: what? Before we do that, uh, let's mention that uh, The Creator, a uh, new show coming out.
1: Oh, movie isn't it
0: yeah yeah movie yeah, sure the looks,
1: so it's basically a, a, a premises AI kinda takes over or tries to take over and the, and the humans are fighting them and I guess there's going to
0: be... yeah it's basically the 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 Terminator story you wanted to see
1: mm. well it, it's funny that you know Cause the the clip I saw was like oh the weapon's a kid it's like it has the face of a kid but it's it's a, <laughs> it's a robot <laughs> <laughs> that is that is how they get you right there I mean Chucky's a kid
0: <laughs> the footage from it looks yeah looks fantastic I mean. Granted, you can't ever really tell much about the story or, you know, the actual quality of the plot from from video clips, but it looks
1: amazing. Mm. Yeah, and just trying to get some inspiration from uh, what to add to your game. Like little be- mm-hmm. bits of tech to uh, include in your yeah. game.
0: Is I mean, honestly... I can enjoy some of the worst movies ever made if they've got, like, one little piece of cool shit over here that I can steal for my game. Yep. I mean, I still to this day love the movie Megaforce just for that. Like, that movie is a steaming pile of (laughs) hot garbage. But the motorcycles and the jeeps are fucking cool, man. The flying motorcycles? I don't know about the flying part, but the bike itself looks pretty cool.
1: Yeah, we were actually talking about that the other week with my game group, and they was like, "Oh yeah, with oh, Chuck yeah? with Chuck Norris," and I'm like, "No, it wasn't Chuck Norris. It was the guy from Wings." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Are you sure?" Uh, Barry Boswell. Yeah. And like, it also
0: had uh, it also had the guy who played Swan on The Warriors. Yeah. I think it was one of three movies he ever did. He did, he did The Warriors. He did. He was a secondary character in. Uh, Megaforce, and he was the main character in the movie Xanadu. Uh,
1: Wasn't he in Olivia Newton-John? Commando.
0: Commando? I'm thinking
1: uh, of a different character.
0: Of. No, you're thinking of the you're thinking of the rat faced dude at the yeah. end. Yeah. The Warriors come out oh, and play, hey, right. that guy. Yeah.
1: You're now, he, about that dude's been character. in a bunch of. Stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the main character. Um uh, it was kinda of weird that he didn't go further than he did. Kinda of like uh Michael Pere from Streets of Fire. Like you would have expected that guy to go real far. He was a competent actor. He had a good look to him. Yeah. Fairly but... badass, but like the only big budget releases he ever saw were Eddie and the Cruisers and Streets of Fire. Then he just went like low budget D list stuff.
1: Kind of, well... sort of I think Streets of Fire probably didn't make as much money as they wanted it to.
0: No, it killed Walter Hill's career, sadly, which is stupid because it's a fantastic movie.
1: Yeah, so so I think Hollywood is, especially from a a budding actor, like Willem Dafoe, you know. (laughs) Yeah. When, when, When she did Deer Hunter, it was like, yep, I can do whatever I want now. Yeah, I can get away with it. Uh, hell,
0: Rick Moranis. I mean, yeah. Like, really, everybody else in the movie kind of went places except poor Michael
1: Pere. Yeah. Anywho, we'll get back to Cyberpunk and try to finish out uh, the reviews of the 2020 books. I know we still have quite a few to go, well, less than, than yeah. halfway through all the books, but. Let's oh yeah,
0: we're we're
1: continue our segment. Uh, so, rough guide of the UK. So this was uh, brought to us by several uh, English blokes who decided that Eurosource wasn't was did not portray the UK in the proper light. So, no, and
0: there were enough. I mean, there were enough UK players. I mean, they had their own official fanzine with Punk Twenty One. Yeah uh it only got three issues but it's everybody's soft as sought after if not more sought after than the interface magazines just because it's over the pond stuff uh so there was quite a large group of uk players uh out there and there were some uk sites too i remember the kingfisher page was pretty darn cool
1: yeah well wasn't uh views from the edge originally published by the uk guys
0: it was on a it was on a uk-based server i know right. that i don't i don't know if uh, i don't know how uh geographically centered it was but i know the owner was from UK.
1: yeah uh, and view from the edge came originally was spawned from his site right
0: i uh, I, I believe so i believe so it 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 wasn't a very large site. There wasn't a lot going on there, yeah. but the, when he turned it into the forums, it was. There's still stuff going on. It's 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 much more subdued and and just kind of the old school hangers on. I need to go there more often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, some of the greatest contributors, and because uh, he ran,
1: ran the here's the in the was it the top 100 or the top 1000? I think it was the top 100 Cyberpunk sites. That he was Yeah, yeah.
0: I am pretty sure he was the guy who ran the top 100 yeah. cyber sites. And um, I
1: remember at the time I'm like another, Oh man, I want to be on that. Jesus. I want to be on that list. I want to be on that list.
0: I mean, we're we're going back to the 90s when yeah. web rings were a thing. Like we're talking like I mentioned web ring and like these modern kids don't have any clue what I'm talking about. I might as well be talking about, you know, Tamagotchis or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, Web rings were just a network of sites that, you know, they'd, they'd all have a banner at the top and you'd click on it and go to one of the top sites and then you'd click on it again and go to another random top site. Uh, there were two of them. There was the Top 100 site. I don't remember the name of the other one. I think it was just called CyberRing. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah. Uh, we're getting're <laughs> we're getting we're <laughs> right, we getting again right bring it back and just take a moment to say how much I really enjoy the cover for Rough
1: Guide to the UK The, oh, the
0: futuristic version of the Royal Guard is just
1: badass looking. Yeah and, and I think a lot of the art in this book is pretty it, is up there. It's it, yeah, compared to other supplements. And they
0: fully embraced the whole Euro solo idea of, you know, style is everything.
1: Yeah. And, uh, it looks like that, and I think we did talk to Derek a little bit about this in our last, with our interview with him in which he was kind of like, yeah, those guys just wrote the stuff and I just made sure, you know, dotted the I's and crossed the T's and made sure they weren't too off base. Um... And, of course, Benjamin Wright and Dave Ackerman are still involved. Like, both of those guys just did every type of work. Everything.
0: I mean, Derek, Benjamin, and David, like, their names are just printed on all of it. Just. uh, I mean, Derek especially, he's literally on every single Cyberpunk 2020 product. Like, that's from the 2020 manual up to well even before that uh, up to uh, you know firestorm stormfront or firestorm shockwave
1: yep um, so anyways back to this I book. Will... <laughs> what
0: go ahead yeah uh, this book is, is for a singular content book like not like there are other books with lots of authors but they're mostly like advice books or like different people handling different stuff. Uh, this book has, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight authors. Um, that's a lot going on to it. We've got Nick Elliott, Bruce Craig, Matt Channel, uh, John Rowley, Alexander Blair, Joss Williams, Amanda Chapman, and Rick Coleman. Um, just just to give get that out there. Uh, Hector Gomez is responsible for that beautiful front cover. The back covers by Our Mentor. And all the interior pictures are done by a guy named Lee Ribicombe Wood. Um, so it's weird. Usually it's the other way around. Usually there's like a one or two authors to to one of these books, and yep. then like a dozen different different artists. But this, uh, the art's all handled by one very competent guy. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if any of these people ever went on to do anything else, but uh, they did now before we get into the book itself i will say that there is there was a minor bit of controversy surrounding the book just because it contradicts eurosource so much yeah, uh, and your Euros, eurosource plus so you kind of have to pick and choose which one is your canon um and I kind of like string them both together in weird awkward ways mm. uh yeah I mean which so... you just kind of have to
1: yeah, and I think especially nowadays, right, um, with the whole Brexit, you can segregate Eurosource and the UK, rough guide to the UK. So this could be uh, another future uh, fortune telling scenario in which, you know, um, you had. You know the 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 british authors writing a separate uh depiction of what the uk is versus the europeans who are we're all one nation in the uk being like nope nope we're gonna leave (laughs) so it's funny the,
0: the popular sentiment is if something's written by natives you tend to go with that yeah sorry about that people
1: yeah, so I would, in in my campaigns, I would go with with this book, uh, dictating exactly <clears throat> what the UK is, because again, they're they're closer to the source. Just like I would, if someone decided, oh, I'm going to write a northeastern United States book that kind of contradicts some of what uh, Home of the Brave says, I would go with the northeastern as long as the author is from here.
0: Yeah, where my advice is, is pick and choose the stuff you like and just go with that. uh, There's some really awesome stuff in here. There's a little bit of goofy stuff. Mm. Uh, Same with any source book. Just go with what you dig. Make up your own canon for your own games.
1: Yeah, so um, the book is basically broken down into five different chapters uh, with an introduction. Uh, there's not too much game mechanics in here there is a, a bit of a uh, gear section that you can use but it doesn't really introduce too much uh, game mechanics as some other source books have written
0: yeah i mean it, it really is focused on you know the geography the culture the uh, the society um, it, it is very much a location source book uh, some of the others like pack rim was a location source book as well, but like the last Chapter of the book is all dedicated to new rules and whatnot. This doesn't do
1: Yeah, so the... hello? hello, I'm here <laughs> you're there. Okay, Sorry. everything got quiet for a minute. Yeah, well I'm like that sometimes uh, so the book starts off with like a, a very recent history of the UK uh, what's going on uh, specifically around the monarchy um, and the kind of like the the corporation involvement uh, in which they started getting involved with <clears throat> and how basically the U.K. kind of turned into a bit of a dictatorship. Um, a little bit. And in the lockdown it, it that ensued.
0: Which I mean, is, you can very much tell that the game was written by kids who were who, were, who grew up reading Judge Drip. There's there's a lot of that influence, in there, yep. which there should be. Like I think Judge Dredd was probably the first cyberpunk comic to gain regular attention.
1: Yeah, and I think people from outside of even Europe, even, well from the UK, the the understanding of how royalty really affects the day to day, as outsiders always looking in, you really don't understand the full extent of what a, the the Royal family has on the population. And I think that's been changing over the years, um, especially recently uh, because of various (laughs) disfavorment of the Royal family. um, As more and more things come to light about who they are currently. Who would
0: have thought that, you know, Queen Elizabeth would live past the year 2020. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um Queen Elizabeth is not in power in twenty twenty. Um No she's not. Nor is King uh Andrew. Well King King Charles right. King
0: Charles. I don't know. I like you said, I'm an outsider looking in. I, I don't yeah I don't pay all that much attention to to royalty.
1: Right. So, so the current monarch is uh, Queen Victoria II. Uh, in twenty twenty, so she is writing a interesting line in 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 the whole hierarchy of <laughs> our government of the UK. So she is definitely, a, in my opinion, a, a figurehead. Yeah. Uh, which um, gets into, I think, the first chapter of the politics and the government, in which they kind of explain the current situation uh, and the, how the royalty is kind of changed over into megacorporations and how yeah. they rule the lands now.
0: Um it's yeah. uh it's an interesting mirror to what's going on with the rest of the world but the way that they uh tie the royalty into that is I don't know it's it's very it's very UK it's very
1: very much in line with what you what you could see happen <clears throat> yeah and, and the corporations you know there's two major ones the hillards and the imperial metropolitan agriculture i always viewed that the hillards as kind of the, the power base or at least in my campaigns when i do have any european or, or uk things I, I don't understand why the english tourist board is turned into this kind of organization-corporate type of hybrid of of (laughs) of power as it were yeah it's uh i don't know if the writers were trying to like make a a joke or you know a little bit of tongue-in-cheek
0: well i mean this was written in 1994 so well if if memory serves right there was a a pretty mass influx of uh, not only tourism, but like refugees coming into the Mm -hmm. UK and just kind of, uh, kind of a mass of, you know, foreigners entering some just to visit some, just some to stay. And uh,
1: I can also see the, the British writers, finding some little obscured ministry within the organization, you know, within the government again, you know, how many ministries there are and the, the bureaucracy of government that, that I mean, the UK, has. the British
0: invented screwing up, yeah. they, they love bureaucracy. They, they
1: love. <laughs> so choosing the, the Europe or the, the tour tourist board as like a, Hey, this is one ministry that kind of saw power and went for it, and kind of achieved <coughs> a goal in which they became, you know, a power, or one of the powerhouses within the the government. I think is they hilarious. are the self-described
0: crown jewel of England.
1: Yeah. So it kind of gives the, the the chapter gives you a layout of you know like I said the the three major megacorporations that kind of control the monarchy and then it dives into what is the current state of law uh within within England and so there was martial law for a while supposedly yeah. it's it's loosened up a little but you know you never know <laughs> especially with the uh, megacorporations involved to basically crack down on the the various people um it also goes into how you can enter and i know we talked about that with the the euro and and how Eurosource you need to spend a lot of money to become a citizen within uh the european union uh yeah this uk is a little more relaxed i think i didn't quite also see because fees. it was
0: it was written in '94. Uh, it was still deep, deeply entrenched in the troubles in North Ireland yeah. or in, in Ireland. So they just uh, they did not predict how well, how that would go. Instead, in this book, Ireland is is just kind of a lawless wasteland where anything goes,
1: which you know suits the Irish fine.
0: <laughs> I mean, the UK needs its its combat zone, I guess.
1: It does. Um, so also in the law, it breaks down the various cr- crime organizations, and uh, it seems like the organizations are are just as many in Europe or UK as there are in America. Um, it also gets into the gang violence which is there, but it seems like there's more psych- soccer hooligans, uh, rather than yeah, booster it's very gangs. A, a
0: chav dominated, uh, to use a pro, the local parlance, uh, chab dominated crime, as opposed to, like you said, booster gangs and, and the gangs you see in say night city. Like it's yep. much more, uh, it's much more subdued. It's thuggish, certainly, but it's not. It's not as much the rampaging lunatics going down. Well, I mean, they're still rampaging. They're not cybered up dudes like mowing down buses of nuns and shit.
1: Yep. And similar to the home of the brave, they get into the military, which they actually give some career options and some skill packages towards. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of the rules that they get into uh, outside of, of just other rules. I think that's, yeah. And, and it doesn't really explain how to apply it. It kind of gives a little quick barb on it, but the blurb does not make, <laughs> make sense compared to the rest of the rules, you know. Like the... uh,
0: it was also written before they instituted the the nationwide gun ban. Yeah. So while while they do predict that you know gun control is is much more is a, is a very strict, very controlled thing. Uh, instead of outlawing guns, they just any privately owned firearm must have a gun camera attached to it. Um, so private citizens in 2020 UK. And still own firearms. There's just a whole lot of laws surrounding.
1: Yep. Um, and it's funny because so I'm running a Cthulhu game too and the 1920s Britain apparently they don't consider shotguns firearms. <laughs> or at least back in the 20s they didn't. So you couldn't have like a pistol or you had to have sorry guns were very well regulated uh, in the 20s except for shotguns apparently which they didn't consider firearms <laughs> yeah
0: I mean they considered them hunting weapons uh, yeah. so basically anybody could have one and most people did I guess but uh, yeah it's 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 a it's weird. It's like looking at old British TV when suddenly somebody pulls out a revolver like it's the most normal thing in the world, as opposed to today's UK where, you know, that's you don't see that at all. Mm. Um, if somebody pulls out a firearm, they are a they are on a serious gangster tip.
1: Yeah, so the one thing okay. Right. So on page thirty it gets into uh how the military works so there are 16 career skill points uh out of 40 that you spend on basic training and then because of the extended training period you get an extra five skill points are allocated giving 25 to be spent on advanced training so 25 well sorry 20 plus 16 is not 40 so really you're only getting one extra point don't know how that math works no offense to derek but you would think an editor would have (laughs) caught that
0: i mean that's that's the thing though when you're working with people who aren't in-house as most of the house story in books were produced under yep uh it's okay a little bit of math every now and then <laughs> isn't gonna break anybody's breaking anybody's brain too bad yeah
1: so um so this is the kind of the section at the end of the military section in which they actually give kind of some game stats uh so they give you a little bit of an overview on how to create a, a military a british military uh, character, <clears throat> as well as also giving some stats around uh, the British military and the various factions that are there. This is all followed up with new gear. Of new gear. Yes.
0: Also, can I say the the picture in in the military section of the full board is so beautiful, being beautifully inspired by. It. Briarios from uh, Appleseed. Yes, that it just it made me kind of squee when I first.
1: Yeah, with the well, I mean the bunny ears were part of the main book, and the faceplate was part of the main book, and but yes, it's yeah. You got the bunny ears.
0: You got the monocular, uh, cyber optic. Uh, there is a yeah, major, cool. uh,
1: major Briarios. Uh, influence on that image well so then it gets into a bunch of new weapons that the uh british army uses uh so a lot of fun stuff there um i was always
0: a big fan of the uh of the spitfire 12 millimeter battle pistol I, i thought it was superior to both the uh uh, Armalite 44 and the uh, Colt AMT. I just thought it
1: looked cooler and it performed better. That it did.
0: Barrel's a little too long. Other than that, it's great. I also like the uh, LPA-1 liquid propellant assault rifle. That had a good, good vibe to it. Just because
1: it rolled off the tongue. It did. Um, they also gave some body armor as well as uh, vehicles. Um, I like the
0: I like the body armor. I like the helmet, um, and the vehicles are cool. They're just nice little additions. Uh, it, it mentions all the artist being all the art in the inside being by the same person, but you know i don't know the the giant titan prime mover seems it really seems like a mike jackson too or may or even a ben wright so i don't know i think maybe they snuck that one in there uh like if you compare that to the police pursuit pursuit cruiser like it's it's very different art stuff
1: I just realized something going through these vehicles. Yeah. Um. They gave like a. Eh, is it? No, this is just for that one vehicle. Never mind. I thought they gave a template for for watercraft with the uh, Vosper Wolf mm-hmm. R- Revi- ugh, Ravine R- Patrol R- Craft. Yeah but they just put in a type small craft patrol boat. So the, that's the one thing in my uh, generator. I n- never got, like, the basis of, of how to create... Watercraft? Yeah, how to recreate watercraft. Even in the um, Firestorm books, they don't give stats on how to create those. Or yeah, what's the basis I mean... for, to make your own...
0: Derek was talking about when we had Quentin R yep. on the show, he was talking about how that was going to be his, his the project that he was working on that never got to see light was an aquatic source book. Um, Damn
1: you, Derek.
0: <laughs> give us those notes. Uh, put that stuff out. Um, but we did have the max cavitation rules. So there, There yeah. is that. It was fan created. True. We embrace that stuff here.
1: Most definitely. So, yeah. Um, So that's about it from like a game mechanic um, within the book. Because the the next chapter is talking about the nomadic life. Um, And kind of like how nomads live in the UK and the embracing of uh, paganism. Which I kind of liked.
0: That was, I mean, that was a huge thing in the UK in the, in the 80s and 90s was, uh, I mean, in 2000 AD, you had both Slane and Finn running through the strips, um, which were just hu- hugely influenced by, you know, uh, old earth paganism and uh, Wiccan and, you know, old Gaelic uh, and Celtic lore. Uh so yeah it's nice to see that represented here like i said these kids were obviously they obviously grew up reading 2000 a.d and crisis and
1: and things like that yep um the next section talks about the media within the uk uh how it was kind of clamped down for a while and now it's slowly (coughs) uh, trying to become more more free press uh but i don't think It's going to work especially when the megacorps own it all so and that's the one thing that's kind of good about this book is it kind of breaks down a little bit of inspiration for the various roles right you have media you have solo being part of the military you have the nomadic life uh, you have a little bit of the crime and law for the fixer. Um, and and of course, cop. yeah, and of course, yeah, cops too. And of course the techs and the med techs just don't get their, their love. They never get their love. love. I know. Um, so the, the next section and basically the rest of the book is just, a guide to the various locations within Britain. Um, I love and, the
0: Dominion tank police homage image at the start of this section.
1: Yeah. So it gives a overview of like, you know, just some basic things throughout uh, the country. Um, I'm surprised they, they, didn't have more on soccer uh, and what it would have turned into in a cyberpunk world
0: yeah um, that, that really does seem like kind of a, a missed missed opportunity uh, with a, with as much as the as the like gang violence in the UK is is based on like soccer hooligans and whatnot. Uh, you would think that there'd be at least some kind of blurb about, you know, football in the book.
1: Yep. So, um, yeah, just, I don't want to get too much into it because I never got into it unless my characters were going to a specific place in England. So when it got to the, because it just fleshes out every single area within England. Um, so it leaves nothing to the imagination for you. Um, and, you know, if, if you're running a campaign in England, God bless you, because you got everything here. Um, Ho- Home of the Brave was... I mean, was... There, is,
0: there is a bit of stuff about soccer. I mean, kind of... Yeah. It's well, just not is.
1: much. Uh, but again, the, the amount of detail that they go into in all the various locations uh, and, and counties is just immense and well worth. Well, and, it. I'm sure it's well worth the read. I just never fully read every single bit and piece of this. Um,
0: <clears throat> I'm well, I mean, for most people, I, I ran plenty of adventures in Asia. Uh, and of course, you know, South America Africa for my own games but you know my, my character none of my games really spent much time in europe and I don't think uh other than having characters who were from the uk um i don't think we ever went to went to the uk even though there was a full source book on it and it was a good one um I mean maybe it's... we should have
1: yeah, well, future game.
0: We've been to other places in Europe, but we never actually went to the UK. I just realized that.
1: Yeah, most of my games have really been centered around inside America. Um, of yeah. course, because it's, it's the place I know. Or <laughs> um, like like with deep spaces, you kind of can make it up as you go. Um, and just pull, pull little bits and pieces from wherever you need to.
0: Yeah. I mean, for conflict Africa and conflict South America, uh, I had extensive games take place in both, but they were very much, you know, military, like higher level, uh, dirty in the jungle campaigns. Um, yeah. Yeah. Had characters go to Switzerland and and Greece and all sorts of that, but they never went to the UK. It's it's yeah. kind of weird.
1: Yeah. So the only thing I think I, I used within this book is probably some of the weaponry, um, and that's about it. I mean, I like the, the the concepts that were presented in this game, especially like the nomads and and. In their embracement of paganism, yeah, which to me is definitely cyberpunk. There was, What was I watching? There was there was some TV show I was watching in which it kind of like epitomized um, cyberpunk. It was, um, I think it was some, some Southeast Asian. Uh, country in which the ruralness so so they what they did was it, it was kind of very creepy in a way uh, especially from a, a Western point of view but what they would do is they kind of would mummify their the their, their dead right and at an anniversary they would take out the corpse or the mummified corpse and uh, and and present it so that all the family members can look at them and remember them and and kind of celebrate their life uh, with with the mummified body. And it was very weird because people were taking selfies and having that tech and and social media in which they would, you know, deal with this very... i'm not going to say no I'm, ch- I'm trying to look for the for the, the best traditional New technology
0: well like yeah
1: mixed with the, old, the very traditional you know um old way of doing things and i was watching it and i was like wow this is so cyberpunk of a culture in which you had that huh. Dichotomy of high tech and, and high, you know, ideas of, of the modern world versus the old world thinking and the traditions.
0: Yeah. That if they you run across forward. the title of that, send it my way. That sounds pretty interesting.
1: <clears throat> yeah. He, he i trying to remember the, the, the show name. Like but basically, he setting
0: did. Setting up a webcam Sky Funeral <laughs> yeah, in Tibet. He,
1: he did he he basically went to various um different cultures like very older cultures and, and the traditions they would have um and, and kind of see i forget what he called it it was like the darker the darker side of the world in which you you have these weird rituals that you know kind of evolve from the the older generation and bring it in towards the modern generation and not and especially from a Western se- sensibility you just it's hard for, for Westerners to kind of fathom the ideas um, that you know various yeah, cultures I mean, have
0: some of the traditions are very alien to what we would think of as you know normal um but, I mean, it's the same thing when, you know, some of those cultures come here and they look at our, you know, trash can lid-sized plates of food. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have our own traditions that seem very, very weird to, to outsiders. Um, and it's always it's always nice to get a glimpse into other people's traditions and cultures. Uh is very eye-opening and if you go into it with an open mind um it's it's a learning experience so yeah kudos to that show
1: yeah i'm trying to remember what it was what it was called
0: man there are they truly go into detail in every little for as small a country as England is, they, they go into detail.
1: I know that's what I'm saying. Like compared to like Home of the Brave, in which you got like maybe two or three paragraphs per state, this one is giving you like a full page of of one county. Um, so these guys definitely had had the writing bug. When it came to uh, writing that.
0: Yeah, they didn't want to leave a whole lot of questions on it. But I mean, there's still still plenty of room to implement whatever you're doing in your own campaigns. Um, They're just... uh, Since they didn't have a place to work with as big as the United States, they made do with the space they had to write a book about the same size. Yeah. Once again, I just really like the art in this book. But yeah, the sections detailing all the different areas of the UK are just—it's—it's it's a big chunk of the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's um... and a lot of it. Oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's really like over half the book and it ends with that is uh is the descriptions. Um
1: yeah, I I would have loved to uh, have seen like London kind of fleshed out like and make it kind of a or or dive into turning it into, like, the European night city, right?
0: Um... Yeah, uh, i got to say, that's that's actually more, when I first got the book, that's more of what I was expecting. Hmm. Um, like, all these places get all this detail, but, like, the, the cities themselves don't really get much detail at all. I wanted a, a London source book, or a Glasgow source book, or a Dublin source book, you know? Um, they do a great job of like describing all the various like you said counties and, and territories of the UK uh, but yeah uh, for a game where most of the action takes place in the large metropolitan areas it, it felt a little light on that regard
1: yep Yeah, so that's, uh, that kind of wraps up this book.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, it's a chunky book, too. It's 128 pages. Uh, so it's not, a, it's not a small thing. When we're talking about the amount of detail that goes into this though, we're not kidding. It's, it's a lot. Uh, they just don't go into detail on the major metropolitan area. Yeah. Um, And I think that's what the Kingfisher guys are trying to do because they very much were all about London. It's simple. So it was a nice companion for it. Um, it's a shame that site's not still around.
1: Mm. Well,
0: I've got some of it archived on, on the Data Fortress 2020 archives. Uh, and what's there is interesting. But by the time I realized uh, that I wanted to create an archive... Uh, I was having to go back to the page through like the way back machine where a lot of the images were gone some of the whole whole pages were gone Uh, but what's left is still cool yeah
1: yeah so um I know it's a little early but I don't think we have there's much else we can talk about from this book um no. Uh
0: I mean it's from a from a review point anything we did at this point would seem kind of redundant. Uh we mentioned everything that really stood out with the book. Um without getting into like the minutia of, you know, what they're trying to say happens with the various areas. Uh we don't try and get into that a lot Uh, it's better if you just go read the book Um, there is a lot going on in this book uh, and it's well worth the read I don't know that I would put it in my top 10 must have books but it's definitely something that uh, if you're ever planning on running an adventure in the UK you need this book
1: Yes, and definitely. it's
0: also, it's yeah, it's also helpful just if you want to create a character from anywhere in the u k um, the the lore and history in the book uh isn't going to have much impact on a game being run in in the United States or really most other places, unless they're you know colonies and whatnot and you know again. It's important um, I would still I would definitely recommend it, yeah uh, my collection would feel very incomplete without it yep and uh with that being said we we didn't have any guests this week. I'm I'm, I'm working on uh, future guests. I've got some some fairly large names in the in the franchise that I'm I'm working with right now, uh, as opposed to some some other influential names. Yep. Um, we're so, also hoping maybe we can have some return guests come back.
1: And those are the things we are working on, um, and hopefully when after I go to Gen Con... Uh, I'll be able to talk to some people, not only the, the old school guys, but, you know, some of the n- up and coming, uh, new kind of, uh, influencers that are doing cyberpunk red and talk th- with them and get them on the show and just basically talk cyberpunk. Uh, <clears throat> so have a lot of plans for the near future, um, we just hopefully can work them out. And of course we always have the, uh, um, ability to, you know, continue our series on reviewing the, uh, old school books and giving some kind of breakdowns of those books and, and telling you, uh, what's good about them.
0: Yeah. As well as bringing you the latest, uh, news information on, uh, upcoming releases media that's uh supposed to come out you know movies tv shows etc uh we are here to bring you the best information we can people and thank you uh we're always very grateful to you guys for listening to us
1: most definitely appreciate it all right with that said um I am Cybersmiley. You can check me out at cybersmiley.net. Um, I also scan various Discord servers as well as go to Reddit. But from what I understand, you we're supposed to be avoiding Reddit now because of uh, the crazy uh, crazy price tags they put on their API, which sounds extremely... Uh... <laughs> Really, just I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking.
0: Uh, I am I am Wisdom Triple Zero, uh, otherwise known as Derek Bernier. Uh, I run Data Fortress Twenty Twenty, uh, the largest, most comprehensive Cyberpunk Twenty Twenty site on the net. Um, I also uh, can be found at Data Fortress Twenty Twenty on Facebook, as well as Cyberpunk Twenty Twenty on Facebook. Um, I, I, like him, I, I kind of lurk on cyberpunk Reddit sites. Uh, I'm not too sure. I don't really understand what the commotion is, whatever is happening. Um, I don't do Twitter. I don't do, uh, TikTok or any of that. Um, but yeah, if you can, if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach out to us. Here we want to thank. Uh, you can reach out to us on our sites as well. Um, we want to thank Rob Mulligan and Cyber Nation Uncensored for hosting. Here, here. Yeah, and we want to thank you guys for tuning in. We uh, we look forward to seeing you every two, every first and third Wednesday of the month. Yep,
1: same time, same bot channel. All right. <laughs> Till next time. Enjoy the future.